Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And today, you gave me Godfather, Godfather 3. 3, because you got upset that I made you watch Stalker, which was a long, boring film, so yeah. you're like, I'm so going to give you, you a, long, a long, boring film. Right. At least mine had some fucking action in there, sprinkled in. Had a little bit of gangster shit sprinkled in. Yeah, congratulations on Give Me a Movie that had so much going on and still nothing at all. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, the deeper meanings he was going for, for, like, religion and, uh, you know, business and shit like that. And then just completely, like, you don't give a shit. Like, it, they t- I don't know, man. That This movie felt like everybody says this movie is unnecessary. Because let me tell the you the second one wraps up everything. Let me tell you the worst premise for like a gangster film. A gangster that wants to go legit. Oh yeah, we all want to fucking see that. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. But like I said, man, like the only thing that saves this movie that like I still watch it for some reason is like great fucking kills, dude. Great kills. We'll get into that. But uh for now, let's John or the fuck John. Francis Ford Coppola. That's the director, yeah. This movie was made in 1990. 1990, it came out. Cast, Al Pacino, Diane Keaton, Talia Shire, Andy Garcia. Did um, you know that Winona Ryder, fun fact, I'm dropping fun facts early this week, bro. Did you know that Winona Ryder was supposed to play uh, Michael's daughter? Was supposed to play Pacino's daughter? Did you know before her? She dropped out, and that's why they had to use his, uh, Ferris's Ford Coppola, they had to use his daughter. And everybody hates her in the movie. Um, because she can't act worth a fuck. Oh, Rebecca Shafir was in the running to play Mary Corleone, but she was tragically murdered on her morning of the audition. Holy fuck. Isn't that fucking That's dark. dark? Yeah. And then they were going to go Winona Ryder. And then they were going to go with Winona Ryder, but she uh, had prior commitments. Yeah, I forgot what movie they said she did instead of that. And I was just thinking to myself, like, Godfather 3 probably would have been a better choice for her than this movie. No, I think she dodged a bullet. I think she, I you don't think with a stronger daughter, like a stronger actress playing the daughter, you don't think it would have made this I've, movie. I've thought a about this because this his daughter cannot act her way out of a paper bag. She was awful. She was like, the even worst. when she gets shot, dude. You're just yeah. like, wow. Yeah, I've no never, emotion. I've never not cared about someone dying in a movie more than I do right now. It was crazy. Um, no, I've thought about this because she's not the worst part of this movie. Hey, I'm spoilers by the way. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I'm I want to start saying at the beginning of our podcast, we assume that you've seen these movies we're right, talking about. Right, cuz like very rarely do we do a movie that's been put out in the last 15 years. Right, or you don't care and don't care about spoilers. So, I don't care about like putting a spoiler warning, so we're going to put that out there. The fucking script was worse than this movie. It was a pile of fucking convoluted bloated trash i think they went for too much you know that's what i'm saying they like, would have just simplified it a little bit it's bloated like you it didn't need the much. whole vatican thing too like that that was a little too much for me like mm-hmm. him trying to be the bank like have the vatican's bank he wanted to be the head of the vatican bank like, right i thought that was a little ambitious for for anybody let alone a mob boss yeah so um, but like what you were saying let's uh but there let's, are great things about this movie. So, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Let's talk about some of the great things before I start tearing into this fucking movie. First of all, uh, Andy Garcia. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you like Andy Garcia as an actor, but I was not a huge fan of Andy Garcia before I saw this movie. 
and it made me like like him a little bit more. He but, is hands down the best part of this movie. He kills it. I he love, fucking kills it. Like, love him in this movie. Like if they made another Godfather, I would only go see it if he was going to be in it. Yeah, you know take, what I mean. Like all. make it about his his story. Absolutely. That's what I wish he would have done with this movie. Is get rid of all the other shit. Watch Andy Garcia's character just grow. Like him just take over. That was fucking, you know what I'm saying? Just take take Michael and yes. keep, keep him here with yes. like, that would have been so dope. Focus more on Michael taking over the uh the family because he was incredible. Favorite scene of the movie for you. Favorite scene of the movie for me, fucking hands down, is the fucking Atlantic City massacre, dude. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> So cool. By far the most creative fucking mob hit in any movie, dude. This dude pulls a fucking Apache chopper up to the penthouse, dude, and just rails a fucking 50 cow at mob bosses from all over the country. That was the coolest fucking shit ever. In my notes, I said a drive-by helicopter shooting is gangster as fuck. (laughs) Come on, bro. Like, as I was watching, I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, and it's not like a quick little bang bang and it's over with. Like, it's a good scene. Like, yeah. it's a good. You see dudes like, it's my lucky fucking code. <laughs> it's fucking mows him down. Like, so great, man. It was so like 90s cheese action movie, but I couldn't be mad at it. It like, was so fucking great, man. And like I said, by far the most creative fucking hit in a mob movie. Right. And, uh,. I, I don't know, man. I just like it's little shit like that that makes it like, well, fuck. I mean, I guess I'll watch the rest of it. Right, right. Yeah. Good setup. Um, for me. Yeah. Andy Garcia in the like apartment. Oh man, I with love the that. Two robbers, two killer, or two two killers, or uh, yeah, the hitman. Two killers, one gun. Yeah. Yeah, that he was so good in this scene. Have a cigarette. Calm down. Sit yeah. Down. Calm down. I just, just want to talk to you. Just talk to me. Yeah. Who sent you? I lo- I love when he was uh when he was setting it up. He was like, just calm down. Just I want you to no sudden movements. I just want you to watch this real quick. Bam! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I don't want you to do anything. Yeah. I don't want you to do anything. We let the girl go, okay? Because this this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> She's a dude. And then he smacks her on the ass. Yeah. Uh which by the way, uh I can't think Are you talking about his daughter? No, I'm talking about oh, the, the, oh, the reporter the, girl. Yeah, I forgot her. She did some big movies. It's not Diane Keaton, it's uh Talia Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda, I always get her and, and Jodie Foster mixed up. Yeah, they do have the similar face. He said, no Mountain Dew sponsorship. We're not going to show your shit on our show anymore. We're switching to Coke. Yeah, man. Jerry Coke. Whoever Ultra. sends the fucking check first. <laughs> Coke and Pepsi, it's up to you guys. Yeah, Greg Battle it out. Fucking Diet Coke shirts every week if that's what y'all want. Like, <laughs> we don't drink the shit, but fuck it. Bye. Yeah, right. Like, uh, fucking, I'll drink Diet Coke on here every goddamn episode if they sponsor us, bro. <laughs> I'll have my fucking Malibu wrapped in the Diet Coke thing, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I'll wrap the Lexus. I don't give a fuck. Right? Like, f- w- we could be bought. Like, right. For real. <laughs> Probably for much less than y'all were thinking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pennies. <laughs> pennies on the proverbial dollar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, this is what it's come to, bro. Horn ourselves <laughs> out for sponsorship. Uh, I get a tattoo for less than 10000 <laughs> For sure, dude. Where y'all want it? Like... <laughs> It's right here. Fucking, <laughs> she'll fucking cherry Coke. Pepsi. Like, that'd be too um, so what about Fonda? Oh, uh, yeah, she's she has a very tiny part in this movie, but mm-hmm. she's she's good. But I love it when uh, you know he lets her go. She, he smacks her on the ass, right, on the way by. I think that's a, a nice little tidbit on there. And then, yeah. like you said, how he just kind of talks the guy off the ledge just to shoot us with the fucking. I head. know, right? It was fucking great. Now, come on now, tell me who did it? Who sent you over here? And the dude's like, Joey's us. And he's just like, bye. 
Bam! Just fucking blows me. He just needed a name. It's beautiful, man. I love, love, love that scene. And that's a great fucking kill, dude. When he goes and get kills Zaza. Yeah. Like that's fucking beautiful. Uh, Joe. God, he's got a long ass last name, but the guy that played Joey Zaza. Right. Uh, he does a great job in this movie. Um, he's okay. Take him or leave him. I would have. I would have liked more of him. I like. I liked it when I thought he was the villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like when they could do bring out Don LaCasey at the end, he's actually been the one pulling all the strings and shit. Like this guy's in fucking Sicily. Like like him and the Vatican were like teaming up together. I was just like, all right, man, that's a little too much. That's what I'm saying. It's just like a convoluted plot. It, like you're trying to squeeze too much. Like just have one good, like solid villain. Yeah, but if they would have had just Zaza been the main antagonist and kept the battle in New York, I think it would have been a much better movie. But like. I get it because they were trying to tie it back to Italy, you know, and Michael having to go home and like do all that. And then that's where he made Vincent the the head of the family. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. I, I still think there was a way you could have kept all that, but still kept it more enclosed. Yeah. The thing, he did all this of this movie. He wrote it, shot it, produced it one year. He did all three of them. And that was the thing. Like he didn't. Mario Puzo barely had like he barely wrote the script before he died yeah and and uh coppola i just watched it it's crazy i i that's probably ended up subconsciously why i picked this movie for you because i had just watched slacker and i got so excited i told you about the the new cut of it that they had yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out the the michael the death of marco corleone i know this is like perfect timing even though we're not even talking about the cut we're talking no, about the original yeah, yeah sorry guys if we don't want to mislead you yeah. Uh, we still have to watch Dakota. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know. Like, I was watching an interview on it, and f- even Francis Ford Coppola, because they, they asked him if he would do a f- Godfather 4. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know about that shit. There was one in the run. There was one in the making. You know that, right? That's what they were saying. Guess who was going to be in it? DiCaprio. Leo. Yeah, he was going to play Sonny, young Sonny. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it could be great or just like. It's probably it's, it's like one of those things. It's like Nick Cage playing Superman, dude, in the yeah. Tim Burton movie. Like it, it's just in your imagination. Like it could have been the greatest thing ever, or the most fucking t- worst thing you've ever seen. Well, with that fucking Nick Cage Superman costume, it would have been the worst thing ever because I don't know, man. Tim Burton just has a way of of pulling shit off. Like if you would have told me that he would have done two of the my arguably the best Batman movies, I would have called you full shit. Especially after all the dog shit he's done in the last decade. True. Like, um, Alice in fucking Wonderland movies and all that other shit. I I like the imagination of the first. I didn't see the second one, but I love the imagination, like the look of it. It's not a great film, but like aesthetically, it's crazy pleasing. That's one thing he's really good at. It's just aesthetics. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see Godfather four, but after watching this one, I'd been like hard pass. Like he only did this one because he needed money. The weird shit about it is, yeah, that's what he said. He wanted to make sure Puzo got paid for his kids mm-hmm. to do it. And I'm just like, bro, y'all didn't make enough off the first two of these fucking movies? He like, spent all his money, I guess, because he was broke as fuck. And that's the only reason he agreed to do this movie. And that's where I think it suffers is the first two were like passion projects for him. Right. This one is just like, I need money, so let me just crank this out real quick. And it shows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. And you know what? Another thing is like the first two movies, they don't feel like three hours. 
Like they just run. I, I, they're great. Like I know they just I, flow well. I know. I said I was gonna watch all three of them. I got crazy busy this week, and I wasn't able to actually just watch the third one yesterday. It's hard to dedicate nine hours to something. Like, I know. And I went to turn on the second one. Three hours and twenty minutes, Nick. Yeah. I said I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have enough willpower. Plus, I wanted to do research on the third one, so I had enough to talk about and stuff. So I ended up not watching them. Rewatching them, I guess you could say, but at least I got through the third one, and I think I have a, a good amount to say about this one still. Well, as I've said before, uh, the first one is clearly my favorite mm-hmm. in this. The second one I find is really good, but there's parts of it that I could go without too. Yeah, and this one, like I said, I love the kills in it, but like there's a, there's a definitely like if I'd have been given the the scissors for this shit. Yeah, we'd have left about an hour of it on the fucking Absolutely, floor. Absolutely, a hundred percent left all the Vatican shit out. I would have cut all that fucking love interest between the daughter and yep. Vincent, which is fucking weird. Anyways, like I don't know why they were just like okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like the fact that at the end of the new one, they because I felt like that was one of the biggest flaws with this movie is you didn't have Michael killed; you had his daughter killed. Like it should have been Michael that got shot. At the theater, yeah, I feel like, yeah, because that's like how his arc should have went. Yeah, I you can see I mean? that. They show him dying as like an old man yeah, in a wheelchair. Same way his dad went out. That's all they did that for was so him and Marlon Brando could go out the same way. And that's the thing that I hated about this one is like the opening scene. I know there's always parties in the beginning of this one, but the first one and the third one just felt like a rehashing of the first one. Yeah, they just felt like they were trying to recapture that, but it's just not there because. Um, well, it's just like even the family members. There's only in this movie. There's literally before Vincent becomes like a main guy. Mm-hmm. It's only Al Neri and his fucking sisters calling shots now, which I didn't like. Connie hated the fucking life. She hated Michael and all that, and she got strung out and fucked up at the end of the second one. And he just brought her back in. Yeah, he had Fredo killed, but he brought Connie back in. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, now all of a sudden, he has a fucking stroke or whatever he has, and he goes to the hospital. Oh, he has a fucking diabetic um, uh, stroke. I just remember. Diabetic he, stroke. You know, and, and, and another thing that I want, like, I just noticed it in this time is I, why I don't enjoy De Niro as much, in, or not De Niro, fucking Pacino as much in this one. He's doing Scent of a Woman. <laughs> like, he's not doing the, the Michael Corleone that we saw in the other two movies, the right. cold calculated motherfucker like he doesn't lean on that in this one he goes all like like he's just has outbursts through the whole fucking thing and like, that's what al pacino was saying he's like this is not how this character would have acted he would not have had remorse for killing his or uh, having his brother killed he's like he would not have been so like sentimental he said he's a cold-blooded killer and that's not how he was portrayed yeah and like i said just through all the shit that he had to do through the movies like I feel like with that character, like you gotta have him go out the way he came in. Yeah, you got guns blazing. You right. Know what I mean, and it's still, and then it makes Vincent's coming into power more, you know, more powerful. I feel like because now he's avenging Mike dying. Exactly, and I, I could have like progressed the story a little bit. Um, like I said, there's there are good things in this movie, but it's there's one of like those... there's like small shining moments that I'm like, oh, that was really good, but like the end. Whenever they're having the uh, the opera and everything's going now, do that scene last thirty minutes? Yeah. It's so long. You could have cut that shit down. And what's funny is I was enjoying the opera more than I was like the things going on in the movie. I'm like, stop cutting away from the opera. I'm enjoying this because <laughs> I just didn't care what was going on in the movie. The fucking 
guy getting poisoned and the guy the uh the sniper killing people like I just didn't care. There was a uh there had like I said there was some good kills, man. The Joey Zaza hit and then the the favorite kills. Let's go through them. You got to you know first number one off course is the fucking Apache. Right. That is hands down one of the best kills in a movie ever. It's just very creative. Oh, for me, uh the uh killing you with your own glasses. Yeah. That was gangster as fuck. I love that too, and that's that what I said. Such a good it, uh, gangster move. It doesn't beat Zaza for me because I love the Zaza. Hit. Yeah, they're fucking sitting on the car, fucking keys it up. Old boy yeah. comes over, shotgun blast right to the fucking chest, bro. Right. Puts him down, and then he's running like a bitch. Joey, <laughs> boom, boom, Zaza. Then rides off on a fucking horse, bro. Like how cool is that? And then, like you said, Don Lacazy getting in the fucking neck with his own glasses. Because old boy was pissed, you fucking killed my boss. Bro. Exactly, he. Uh, I've been watching this motherfucker for thirty years. He's like, I gotta whisper this in your ear. He's clean, boss. Right in his neck. That shit was so cool. I was clean as fuck. Just didn't give a fuck about his life because I was. Uh, I was whole life. Right. I was thinking about that. Like, could you imagine having someone that dedicated to you? That- well, that's that's one of the beautiful things about this movie. Because it represents a life that just isn't that way anymore. That yeah. kind of loyalty. Right. That just doesn't fucking exist anymore. It doesn't matter how well you take care of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, to him, it was a blood honor. Like, a blood oath. Like, right. you you took my man from me, so now I have to do this to yeah. you. It was kind of like a dog. Like, you killed my master, so yeah. I'm going to kill you. This dude is 65, 70 years old, and you killed somebody older than him, and now... Like that's can you imagine that that was your life for forty five fucking years right. was just making sure this guy was alive. That's what I'm saying. Like and that. now, now I gotta do this. <laughs> like I don't know. It's, that kinship was just amazing to me. Like I couldn't imagine someone being like that loyal to me. Like I don't think why, my, I don't think my wife would go out and take somebody out if I got killed. She'd be like, that sucks. <laughs> that's, that's what the craziest thing about it is, though, man. Is like these people, real deal, almost took over the fucking world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mob at its strongest. Was getting shit done, right? And like that's why I find it so fascinating. These dudes were fucking immigrants. They didn't even speak our language when they got here, dude. And then within a hundred years, they were r- practically running the motherfucker on the down low. Mm-hmm. They had a fucking president killed, bro. Like who does that? Right? They were they were they were really powerful. I mean, I'm sorry, dude, but that, that's power. That's yeah. real power. Yep. I don't know, man. Um, fun fact: Did you know this is a Christmas movie? It makes me feel better. Like it was released on Christmas Day. What's it? By your turn, by your standards, because you keep talking about Die Hard being released on a fucking Christmas Day. This is a Christmas movie, but it's actually Christmas time in Die Hard. Hey, oh, oh, that's what I'm saying. If it takes place during Christmas in the movie, yeah, technically it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought it was a fun fact. You, uh... ha ha ha! Now I got a machine gun. Dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more like notes. I I wanted to go through like the trivia fun fact because <coughs> I don't know how much you know about it, but it would be fun to like run through those. Got fun three. Yeah, you uh. So I said th- I think I said the things I liked about this movie. I liked the uh, um Andy Garcia was fucking incredible, and I every time I seen him on screen, I was like, now I understand why he was in Ocean's Eleven because he like fits this part so well yeah and he was almost the exact same character yeah pretty much and it would have been so funny if they would have named him in oceans 11 
Yeah, well, like a mob boss being the uh, owning a casino. I could see that though. Yeah, but it, like if the movie was done like in the seventies, maybe, but yeah. not, not in today's. Time. I thought it was just being a cool little like fun fact, like ha ha, because he was playing yeah, the, the same, same character. fucking character. No, I think he's I think he's Terry Benedict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the Ocean's movies. But after watching this one, I was like, I get it now because when I watched Ocean's Eleven, I'm like, why does he look so good? Like he kills this part. Did you ever see that other movie where uh, he plays kind of a gangster? No. Um, it's called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead or some shit like that. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Or Yeah, but it's got him and Christopher Walken and uh, a bunch of people, man. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's in it. It plays a hitman called Mr. Shush. Mm, I'll have to watch it. It's pretty cool, dude. Christopher Walken plays a mob boss that got shot in the fucking neck. Like mm. they tried to kill him, yeah, and he didn't die, but he's fucking paralyzed from the neck down. Oh shit! So it's just f- funny to watch him like threaten people, knowing he can't fucking do anything. But that's like how powerful he is. He t- at one point, like Andy Garcia has to go talk to him, and he's like, "You don't listen very well. You don't listen very well. I want you to pull out my dead dick, and make him suck it." <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, bro. And this bitch is like, he's in a, a fucking sauna. Yeah. And a bitch is like beating him with a bush. And he's like, hey, slow. And she fucking hits him slower with it. It's so fucking chilling, dude. Because he kills it, though. I, 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 it's scary how many Christopher Walken movies I have not seen. I need uh, to go back and like just. Oh, he's got a wide range of shit. Dude. Right. I just, so, every time you bring something up, I'm like, I haven't seen that. Why have I not seen that? Fuck. That's a one, that's another one that if I ever saw on DVD, I would definitely I would definitely buy that. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got like uh, leprosy or some shit. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a weird fucking movie, dude. But anyways, Andy Garcia is like the main guy in that one. It's pretty good. I'll just definitely check that one out. Uh, fun facts: Al Pacino was offered five million, but wanted seven million plus a percentage of gross to the. To reprise his role as Michael, Francis Ford Coppola refused and threatened to rewrite the script by starting off with Michael's funeral sequence instead of the film's introduction. Al Pacino agreed five million. <laughs> Damn. I thought that was fucking hilarious. You're going to pay me what I want <laughs> or I'm not going to do it. All right, we'll just write you out then. Fuck it. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Five mil is a hard five attack. million, <laughs> five fucking million. Yeah. All right, all right, I'll do it. Um, so when I was watching this, I did notice Sophia's like dialogue was not like matching up to what she was saying, and it was really weird to me. And I was like, oh, um, things I did like about this movie. I'm sorry, it looks fantastic. It's super aesthetically pleasing. I love the way Francis Ford Coppola like shoots his movies and his like color gradient choices. Like he knows how to make a film beautiful. I will say that about this film. It looks good. And that's Pretty why sure he used all the same people. Yeah. All three of them. Right. And that's one thing that uh, that had me kind of like hoodwinked with this movie is I was watching it. I'm like, it looks so good. And it's acted so well because everyone's pretty much great except Sophia, his daughter, and I was like tricked. I'm like, this can't be a bad movie. But then I'd like, after I watched it, I'm like, um, you know, they kind of waste Diane Keaton in all three of those fucking movies. A little bit. Yeah. The first one, I guess you could say is the one she's used in the most. And she's still like 
I feel like any bitch could have played her. Yeah, but I think she did the best job this movie. Yeah, well, this was what she had the most to work with. You know, yeah. Because so. of course, Michaels is like, like I said, and I, like I just didn't enjoy how Pacino had to play him in this because mm-hmm. he's like such a like like he's all emotional and shit. Like, bro, you didn't survive in this world for thirty years to become a pussy. Like, I would have rather have seen him so cold and just so separated from the world just because of like. That's how his mentality's had to be to survive this long. Yeah. Like, I would have rather seen, like, a shell-shocked, like, war-torn Michael it, it, Corleone. Yeah, you don't get softer. You get just more PTSD. Because you wouldn't have lived. Right. You wouldn't have made it this long. Exactly. They would have fucking killed you off in the second one mm-hmm. if that was the case. Like, he needed to be the worst version of this character for this movie, in my opinion. And I feel like he was way more... Uh, I don't know. He just he had, he had way more... Uh, like dark to him in the second one. Yeah. He was so cold and calculated in the second one that like he played it perfectly. And I think that's why everybody, a lot of people's favorite is the second one in this series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like, I think, I think if you even went to Pacino, he'd probably say like, I'd like another shot at it. Like, no, oh, absolutely. The first thing on the fucking trivia is Al Pacino stated that he did not agree with the portrayal of Michael in the film. He didn't believe that Michael would ever feel regret, remorse for his actions, especially the murder of his brother. So Al Pacino 100% like agrees. Uh, but I was bringing up Sophia and her dialogue or, or uh, being dubbed or whatever because she was so bad at reading dialogue that they had to go and redub her vocals because she couldn't do it properly. She couldn't even say the name right. <sighs> but anyway. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. It bothered me. I think it's funny when you go back and watch Rumble in the Bronx because it's dubbed, but it's Jackie Chan's real voice because he went back and dubbed it when he learned English. Right. So it's just funny to me that it's dubbed, but it's still his voice. (laughs) I don't know. I just always found that funny. (laughs) That is pretty funny. Even the people that speak English are dubbed. Like, it's hilarious, dude. (laughs) Hey, asshole. (laughs) It's a white dude. Like, it's just funny to me. (laughs) It is pretty funny. I uh, fucking love. I do not delve enough into uh, uh, shitty kung, kung fu, fu movies. Shitty yeah. kung fu movies. Like they're a special treat for me, but I don't visit it nearly enough as I should. A lot of people. I mean, see, because like I I came up on Jackie Chan first. Like yeah. I didn't discover my love of Bruce Lee until I got a little older. Right. Um. But in the early '90s, man, Jackie had some of the craziest shit going on in his movies. First action movie, fucking Rumble in the Bronx. Like those were just big Mr. Nice Guy. Like he had some movies that he just kicking ass, dude. And I and uh, my mom, I'll never forget. She bought me that like a four pack for ten bucks at Walmart. Yeah. Like all of his fucking shit movies. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx was in there, and I just remember watching them and being like, "Fucking love these movies." Yeah. I watched uh, Kung Fu movies and they all kind of like seem the same when I was a kid. And then I watched Drunken Master. I fucking love that one. Not the original. I like the the remake. Yeah. The, the dubbed. I like that one better. Oh, I see. I didn't know the difference. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's definitely a difference because in the original one, his hair's like long as shit. You almost can't tell it's him. Is it Jackie Chan still? It's still Jackie Chan, but it's just like two different movies almost. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know enough about this. I just knew. I thought there was just one movie. Like they, they, I don't know. They edited it differently, maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure which one I watched, but I watched one of them, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me like appreciate kung fu movies differently. Oh, he kills it! That's one of my favorite movies he's it, ever done. Yeah, and yeah. that's what. Like, oh, there's something here, and I started going back and watching old kung fu movies. 
Yeah. We still need to watch uh, 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 Return to the West or Trip to the West. What is it fucking Journey called? Journey to the West. Journey to the West. It's such a silly, great movie. I love it so much. Seeing that? No, he's not, uh, but it's, it just made me think. Anytime, anytime we talk about kung fu movies, I think about that one. You know, I wanted to watch that when he was in The Foreigner, the remake. Mm-hmm. You know, because Charles Bronson, I guess, was in the first one. And they remade it with him on it, and Pierce Brosnan's the bad guy. Really? Looks pretty dope. Like, <laughs> it looks like Jackie's whooping some ass. Oh, I believe age. it. Like, but he's doing it differently. He's doing it like equalizer type shit. Oh, yeah. Setting up little booby traps for, for him and stuff. What'd you say this guy's name was again? He's the foreigner. Like, it just look cool. I've seen the I've seen the fucking preview for it. Like I have to check times. that one out too because Jackie Chan is so great, and what makes him so great is because he's so silly. He does like six movies a year. We just don't see him. Really? He yeah, still like just, does them. Pretty yeah, regularly? they just pop up on fucking DVD I at Walmart, bro. That at all? Yeah, dude. He did like eight movies last year. You didn't even know. <laughs> I know, right? You didn't even like, I'm slacking on my Jackie Chan. Dude, that man is a machine. He, he He's the biggest thing in China, dude. Like, oh, I believe it 100%. I fucking love does him. Does Jet Li still do anything? Do you know? I don't think Lee does. I think he retired or some shit. That last one he did, uh, Hero or whatever. Yeah, I think that he, was so long ago. He hung it up after that because I think about it, though. Have you seen him in anything other than fucking Expendables? No, like, have you seen true. him in anything? I didn't know Jackie Chan was either, so. Jackie's like 70 and he's still out there kicking ass, dude. Um, bless you. I watched the <laughs> My wife just sneezed. Um I watched the one with Jackie Chan and Jutley, the uh what is it called? Where they're both kung fu masters and this one kid. Oh yeah, it's like the Forbidden. Yeah, something, something like that. I remember watching that one. Forbidden Kingdom. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> yeah, he's like the monkey the monkey king or some shit. Yeah, I remember that one being alright. Yeah, that was probably the last one they were in together. Yeah. Or, and that was the last one I think I saw Jet Li in, probably. Or an <laughs> Expendables movie, I'm telling you. He doesn't do them anymore. Huh, interesting. We'll have to brush up on some of our Kung Fu movies. But um, back to the Godfather God 3. 3. I don't want to get too far off topic. Is there anything you want to say about this movie? Like I said, great kills. If they could have just cut down the in-between time. You know what this movie reminds me of? You know, how much I love the movie Hannibal and fucking hate it at the same time. Yeah. If they'd have took about an hour out of Hannibal, such a better movie, dude. Mm-hmm. It's great kills in Hannibal. He throws that guy off the fucking ledge and rips him in half. Awesome. He's like, he tried to he tried to cut off my balls, but he just got my leg and he ended up cutting his carotid artery. Fucking, because he was just trying to get his fingerprints on that bracelet. <laughs> Like, some great kills in that. Fucking Gary Oldman, he feeds Gary Oldman to fucking pigs. <laughs> Twice. Well, no, first he does that, then he makes the dude cut his fucking face off and feed it to the German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Some great kills in that movie. Even with uh, Jodie Foster saying, fuck it, and I'm not coming back. Like, uh, Julianne Moore, she played uh, Agent Starling in this one. Right. She did all right. Yeah. But uh, he kills it. Ray Liotta's gold. That's another thing. Takes Ray Liotta's fucking head off. Yeah. Makes him, feeds him his own brain. Like, how cool is that? That like, shit fucked me up when I saw that. Like, I could not imagine. You could always tell him I pushed him in. Yeah. And he just fucking turns the chair on go mode. <laughs> Gary was like, what? What the fuck? Also, another bright spot in Gary Oldman. Didn't even know that was him under all that shit. That's how great of an actor that fucking guy is. Speaking of, uh, have you watched Yeah. What, how, Mank? 
Dude, the cover of that movie makes it look so much cooler than what it's really about, dude. <laughs> I know, right? But it's David Fincher. Yeah, see, like, I don't know if I like him enough to be like, oh, it's David Fincher. Like, what else has he done? That, that What's he done that I enjoy? Are you serious right now? Yeah, I mean, I, unless it's like seven, eight movies that I just fucking love. Fight but, Club. All right, I love that movie. Seven. I fuck with that movie, too. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I haven't seen all of it. But you haven't seen all of it? I haven't seen all of it, but it is pretty good what I have seen. Uh, Social Network. I like that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all his movies off the top of my head. Uh, he did one. Oh, Zodiac? I didn't like Zodiac. That what much. the fuck is wrong with you? So long and boring. Uh, oh, he did uh, the game. That's a good one. Uh, Lock. Panic Room. I like Panic Room. He he's like one of my favorite directors right now, and like it's pretty good. Gone Girl, that's the word. Uh, that's the one I was trying to think of. I haven't watched it. It's pretty fucking good. Like, that's the one with uh, Ben Affleck. Yes. Um, but yeah, like all those movies are like I love all those movies, especially Zo. I really like Zodiac. How do you not like Zodiac? Um, good. But yeah, then he did. He did Mank. So Mank is about the guy that originally wrote. Um, Citizen Kane before um, what's his name the guy that actually get, gets credit for it I don't know I know the guy that plays him isn't it uh, W.C. Fields doesn't he play Citizen Kane I don't know you know I have to be completely honest I've never seen Citizen Kane Nah, man. I need to be like old ass movie, hundred percent, because I just never got around to watching it, and I'm not sure. It's like considered one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, by a lot of people, but I just it's made in the 30s. Orson fucking Wells. I don't know That's why I couldn't think of his fucking Orson name. Wells, yeah, I knew it was one of those old motherfuckers. Yeah, so Orson Wells gets all the credit, but it was actually written by that game that guy named Mink. He wrote the original script, and then. Orson Welles. By Orson. Orson Welles went through and like rewrote the movie pretty much and gets all the credit. So that's pretty much what this one's about. I was like in the middle of watching it. Have you ever started watching a movie and you're just like, I'm not in the mood? And then you just like turn it off. Yeah. That's how it was. Mm. I started watching it and I just was not in the mood to pay attention to You'll it. You'll never finish it. You don't think? I don't think so. Because like if, if you don't, if it isn't keeping your interest enough to finish it the first time. He ain't gonna get but Gary shit. Oldman's in it, and he does a pretty great job, from what I could tell. So I'm guessing, like, after he gets the movie stolen from him, the guy goes crazy or something? I don't know. I gotta find out. Oh, you ain't gotten to that part? Nah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the, the book of the poster, it looks like he's about to lose his shit. Yeah, I know, right? So it's right up your alley. <laughs> but, uh, nah, like I said, I, I wish that it, this movie could have been edited a little better. Yeah, I heard in the new one they edited it a little bit. The ending's different. They cut some stuff out. The beginning's a little different, but I don't care enough. I just, I'll keep the first two. I can Watching leave. this one, it made me want to go back and watch the first one again. I know, right? Same here. Um, I was like, I want to go and watch a good movie. I still, I still stand by it. Like, I, I still enjoy it for what it is. I'll um, probably never watch this again. I, I want to see the new one, the, the the recutting of it, just to see if it is any better, yeah. if it flows any better. But yeah, other than that, I would say I, I, I give this movie like a probably six and a half. Damn, so, that's pretty high. I give this a not recommended. Really? Don't bother. 
Like it's it's a waste of time. I will say this: if you're only in it for the mafia aspect or the kills, the mafia kills aspect of it, if you like that kind of stuff, you can go to YouTube and they have them all. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing. They you can have, find Godfather Three, like all the good things, all the great kills. Literally, the the forty five to fifty minutes of gold of this movie is all right there for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say too. Right. If you don't feel like sitting through the whole three hours, <laughs> but. Yeah, the the first two entries I stand by 100%. Go see them, they're great. Yeah, Goats, the greatest movies of all time. But the third one, you can you can leave it there if you're if you're not a diehard Godfather fan, you can leave it there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so next week though, <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. <laughs> you ready to get out of here already? <laughs> well, I um. I mean that's one of the things about it though, dude. Like we've seen this movie so much, and there, there, the people. I know the people out there are gonna be like, "What an asshole!" Like, there's so much deep shit in that movie to talk about. Yeah, bro, I just don't give a fuck about it. Like to me, it's it's what you take from it, man. And I take the gangster shit from it, and I enjoy that. And then the rest of it, I kind of like whatever. Yeah, I wish I would have flushed out the the uh, script a little more. Like made it like I don't want to say simplistic, but like just make it a little more comprehensive. Well, like I said, the first two movies were focused so much on the family mm-hmm. and either somebody trying to fuck their family over or them trying to fuck somebody else over. And the third one, you're kind of wondering the whole time, like, well, who the fuck is doing this? You know, and I, I get it. It's a different way of going about it. Right. But at the same time, like, you're just not, you, you're almost not even rooting for them anymore, man. Because like I said, Michael Corleone's just like a, he's not a fun character to watch in this one. Mm-mm. He's not. He's not the one we've seen in the other two movies. Like, right. He, yeah. He is a like watered down. I'm trying to think of it. it's like Blade. It's like by the time we get to Blade Three, like <laughs> fucking Wesley Snipes is so slapsticky and shit with it. Like it's just like and now they're trying to bring in Ryan Reynolds to make it funnier. And I'm like, damn it, man, Wesley, you killed the first two, bro. And the second one has problems. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but Wesley's a badass. Right. Those two. And I love the first two. The third one, I can take or leave, though. Yeah, it's definitely a guilty pleasure, the third one. Like, I realize how bad it is. Because it does have some hilarious shit in it, it because of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, the CGI isn't great in the first one, but it's fucking horseshit by the third one. Like, how does your CGI get worse? I feel like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is these movies coming out later with better technology and they're still shittier looking? You're right. <clears throat> I, th- I think the first one's the best out of that series. Absolutely. For sure. I love it. Um, fucking Steven Dwarf. I-, I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. I, don't- I don't think he gets enough credit like for-, for acting. Have you ever seen the movie Deuces Wild? No. It's a terrible fucking movie, but he <laughs> is great in it. Like it's, a- it's-, it's about an Italian street gang in the 50s in New York. Yeah. And uh, fucking... Um, What's his name? I'm sorry, that doesn't sound threatening at all. I'm just thinking of like greasers. Well, if once like, I once I tell you who the fucking the mob like neighborhood mob guy that kind of runs everything, it's played by Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, and he's like the badass in this movie. And then like Stephen Dorff, like, and it's funny because all the guys under him are like James Franco plays one of the one of the gang members. It's it's funny as what shit. What is this movie? <laughs> Deuce is wild, bro. Deuce is wild. Deuce is wild. I feel like I've heard this. And then the little brother, Stephen Dwarf's little brother, falls in love with the sister of the rival gangs, one of their people. 
Yeah. And, you know, they got the whole forbidden love thing. It's a terrible movie, but it's so good. Yeah, it I has a 3% it. on Rotten Tomatoes. I love it, dude. I love that movie so much, man. <laughs> they have a fucking rumble in the park, in the park. Yeah. It's so hilarious, dude. Oh, it looks fucking terrible. I'm totally going to watch this. You might end up loving it. I might. You might, dude, because there is some witty dialogue in it. It's just funny. Some of that shit is just <laughs> so funny. Um, He beats the shit out of this deaf kid because he's asking who he is and where he's from. And he's like, I'm, I'm deaf. <laughs> he fucking sucks with this shit. <laughs> he's one of those Garfield boys. What are you talking about? This is fucking Sydney's little brother. He's deaf. <laughs> His mother should hang a, a sign around his neck. <laughs> I'm deaf. <laughs> deaf kids playing. Oh, my God. Um, I did want to ask you about something. So Christian Bale is going to be playing a villain in the Thor movie. I wish I could fucking remember his name. Huh. I was because uh, you're into comic books and stuff like that. So you might know who the character is, but so I wanted to like pick your brain a little bit. Most of the Thor comics I read were towards the later end of the run. Yeah, but you're a little more proficient and stuff like this. Like you might know. You know, Christian Bale's gonna fucking kill whatever he does. Yeah, as G O R R. How do you say that? Gur, gur. G O O. G O R R. Gore. Yeah, gore. Gore the God Butcher. Do you know that character? No, I do not. Okay. Oh, well. But that's who uh, Christian Bale's going to be playing in Thor 4. Dude, they're making Thor 4 sound like it's going to be this crazy-ass spectacular fucking thing. I fucking loved Ragnarok. Yeah. You got... now, And now they got Natalie Portman coming back to be fucking Lady Thor. Yeah. To, like, that's going to be crazy. If they keep the path that they're on, the, like, cheeky, you know, humor... I think it'll be great. Well, Taika Waititi, man, that bitch can make a movie, dude. Yeah. He's done a couple good ones mm -hmm. lately. And he can act, too. Right. Like, I love him as that fucking rock thing. <laughs> and uh, he also did the voice of something. Something else. I forget what it was, but he does the voice in that. Mm -hmm. And then he did like a... a <coughs> I think somebody told me he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad. Really? He's playing a he's playing a CGI character on that, I think. God, I hope they can redeem these movies, Suicide Squad and stuff, like bring it back to watchability. If James Gunn's doing it, you know it's gonna be fucking fire, dude. Yeah. Both Guardians are great, in my opinion. There's some they're two of my more favorite. No, MCU. I really like them a lot. Like out of all the Marvels, I actually kind of prefer the Guardians. I like the Guardians and I love Thor three. I love the Ant-Mans. I liked both the Ant-Mans. Because it was just something different. Yeah. It was something so cool about just watching him fucking hit that thing and get tiny as shit. And then get fucking huge, man. Like, Civil War. I love Civil War. That's just, like, superhero fan porn, dude. There's just so many new characters just doing cool, amazing shit. You're just like, oh, God, I'm fucking, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, every fucking 10-year-old Inside every grown man in those theaters was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It is pretty great. Because when you're a kid and you see all this shit in the comics and you're like, man, that would be so awesome to see on a big ass scale like that. And mm -hmm. then when they fucking do it, like, that's why I'll never get tired of superhero movies. They can say all they want about like superhero movie fatigue and you get burnout on it. Give me 12 a year, bro. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> That's your forte, though. That's I want what you more, love. Like, like, I'm kind of like that with uh, gangster films or like dark and gritty films. Like, people will talk about that dark, gritty style. 
I'm really like uh, like over the last couple of years, man. Crime dramas. I fuck with crime dramas. Mm-hmm. Like Ozark was the most pleasant, beautiful surprise that ever got dropped into my fucking lap, dude. You and Steve-O were like, dude, I'm telling you, watch this fucking yeah, show. Yeah, it was like perfect watch for you. Watch this fucking show. And it's amazing, man. Like, I'm so sad that next season's it. Like, we're done. I know, but I love closure. Like, I don't want to leave it open-ended. And and I hated Wendy when this show started, and now she's my bitch. Right, I love right. Wendy. I love All her. men need a Wendy in their life, bro. For <laughs> real. Goals. Like, dude, I love that fucking show, man. Yeah. Jason Bateman, like it's gave me such a love for him that I. He's a great actor when he's put in the right role. And you know what's crazy is like he does great fucking comedy, serious shit, whatever you want, man. Like he's really turned into one of my favorite actors. Like, and I didn't even realize it. Especially like The Gift, I loved him in that one because he plays like that serious. That one I thought was a little bit more of a range too because you don't usually see him play the asshole, right? And the bully, usually like the funny, like everyone. He's either the guy getting fucked with Mm -hmm. or like. You know, he's just, you know what I mean? He's written well, but like, I fuck with him, dude. Uh, I love Ozark. It's so good. It is so good, dude. Yeah. It's probably like, I don't know, it's a kind of a hard thing because I love Narcos too, but it's definitely top three favorite Netflix things ever. <laughs> Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Like I said, I can't believe they're only doing four. Yeah, I, I saw Mindhunter got canceled, and I'm pretty sad about that because I loved that show. Did they only do like two seasons of that? Yeah, something like that. It's a three season curse, bro. I fucking loved Mindhunter though. It was such a good premise. Yeah, I loved The Punisher on Netflix. Oh I my loved god, Daredevil. Yes, fucking love Daredevil. I liked Luke Cage. I liked all of it, man. I didn't care for Luke Cage. It wasn't my thing. I didn't really give a shit about the Jessica thing. Nobody <laughs> did. Nah, nobody did. <laughs> and I, I liked the. Uh, I like the Defenders. I thought that was a good little series. I heard it was terrible because of Iron Fist. Yeah, Iron Fist, like the first Iron Fist was fucking sleeps. That's what I heard. I didn't give a shit about the first season of Iron Fist so much, I didn't even bother with the second season. I was just like, (laughs) fuck it. No, thank you. Some waste of my time. But Lulu Cage, I did enjoy both seasons of that. Yeah, I started to watch it and it seemed interesting, but I just never got around to it. But The guy that plays him does a very good job. He does. He does. He's a very good actor. Um, he was, he was funny. He actually played one of the bad guys in that new Jamie Foxx one on Netflix, mm-hmm. Project Power. I went into it with low expectations, you know, because I saw the preview for it and I'm like, eh. but I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Jamie Foxx. So I said, you know what? I'll fucking, I'll give it a watch. Machine Gun Kelly's in it for about 15 minutes. I don't know what his overall deal with Netflix is, but the guy's in every Netflix He's in every fucking thing. I don't know why. He's trying to be an actor, but he can't <laughs> act for shit. Well, he can't rap anymore because Eminem killed that shit. Bow down to King Mathers ended your fucking rap career. That bitch got punk, punk, punk pop songs on the radio now. Um, so this is a little off topic, but it's fucking fascinating me. What? Have you heard about Mario Judah? That sounds familiar. (laughs) Um, there was a rapper that came out with an album. So I'm not fluent in rap. I keep up with like the gossip or whatever. So anyway, he came up with a um, an album that everyone loved, and they thought he was gonna like change the game or whatever. And then he's been teasing his new his new album for two years. All whole lot of red. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, isn't that a uh, Playboy Cardi? Yes, Playboy, Playboy Cardi. Cardi. Yeah. So this guy Mario Judah has been um, making himself into a meme. And he started this countdown thing. He's like, seven days, 
you have seven days to drop the album or I'm going to drop it for you. So, uh, so he does this little countdown thing. Oh, like, like he's going to steal the album and put it out. He said, I don't have the songs, but I'm going to make them. And, uh, so he puts out, he does his little countdown. I'm trying to find the song cause I'm going to play it for you. Cause I don't give a fuck. And, uh, he does his little countdown thing. He's like, I'm going to put it out for you. Uh, so counts down every day. He's like harassing him on social media. And finally day seven comes, he doesn't put out the album, but Mario Judah drops his single from his version of whole lot of red. And this shit is a banger. It's I'm a not, banger. I'm not into rap. But this shit's this a banger. So I'm going to play it for you because Mario Judah's not going to sue me because I don't think. Are you fucking serious? Removed. Removed. <laughs> I'm going to find it because I don't give a shit. <coughs> there it is. So. It's a bad day when you're a fucking famous person and you're getting bullied by a normal person. What do you is it? What do you think? It sounds like a lot of that other shit that I, that's out now. I guess <laughs> I'm not a Playboy Cardi fan myself. So oh really? Nah, I don't. So it doesn't. Really, it's not like, your thing. I, first of all, like <clears throat> to me, I, I haven't fucked with really. I haven't fucked with New York rap since mm-hmm. Biggie and them died. Like, oh really? Yeah. I don't know. It was just he's he's using. Um, him as like a stepping stone to promote his own album. That's a rip off of it's his album. It's like yeah. the best marketing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm fucking fascinated by it. Yeah, Young Thug did the same thing to Lil Wayne when Lil Wayne was having that problem getting his money from yeah. Cash Money. Uh, everybody wanted him to drop the Carter Five, drop the Carter Five, drop the Carter Five. Well, Young Thug said, "Well, since he ain't gonna drop the Carter, I'll drop the Barter." And which he dropped it as a mixtape yeah. and he ended up getting a lot of fucking clout and like, you know, for it. But right. Wayne couldn't do it. You know, <laughs> so he just had to sit with it. But, oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, Young Thug's a fucking one of the biggest people in hip hop right now. <laughs> and, you know, Wayne's about to go back to fucking prison. Is he? I, I just don't understand it, bro. Like when you're that rich, why are you still carrying guns? <laughs> like I don't have to anymore because now I got these off duty fucking Marines that carry the guns and like all I have to do is point now and I don't have to do anything. Some people talk about living the life and then some people live the life. And I think Lil Wayne's one of those people that just live the life. Lil Wayne is like 40, dude. He doesn't need to be doing that shit anymore. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're almost a grandfather, bro. Like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I see what you're saying. Like oh, there's to God, he doesn't get 10 for it, dude. They're trying, they're saying now that that was the whole reason he, he supported Trump so he could get pardoned. <laughs> Like, he knew he was going to get charged, right. so he fucking took the, the you know, he, hey, fucking vote for Trump, y'all. Weezy said vote for Trump, you know? Right. So now so that... Now they, get, that they, they said you get one phone yeah. call, he's like, hey, Trump, you got to bail me out. You remember, you remember when I went on TV and all the black people started talking shit about me? Right. I did that for you, bro. The black people got... I got you them votes, Trump. I got you them black votes, Trump. I need you to get me the fuck out of this cell, bro. <laughs> Help me out. Help me. Help Weezy. But yeah, like, because you know Trump don't give a fuck. He's about to be on his way out. All he don't right. give a shit. Don't He's going to fuck. fuck some shit up, dude. 
Trump is going to be like you're fired. You're fired. Let Wayne out of prison. Trump is like one of those people that are about to get evicted out of their house. He's going to just light everything on fire, yeah, turn on all the holes, toilets, putting holes in the fucking drywall. <laughs> the White House is going to be fucked up. Right. Did you shit in the Oval Office? Yeah. Yes. What about it? Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm evicted. I'm, I don't live here no more. Sounds like the next guy's problem. <laughs> yeah. I can see it being very petty. Like oh, Joe Biden goes 100%. in for that fucking handshake and he's just like, no. Right, you want to do some <laughs> shit like that? Fuck out of here, I ain't shaking your hand. <laughs> it was fucking, I tried my best in four years. You didn't like it? Well, fuck you, I'm out. Like, that's how he's going to go out, dude. Right. Like I tried the, to make America great again. You didn't want it, so. Like the opposite it. of Nixon, he's just going to be like. I could see a bit man, of I'm that out, shit. That would be, I, I would respect Trump if he did some shit like that. You know it's gonna be bad, dude. His farewell speech or whatever the fuck it is, like you know, the night before he leaves, mm-hmm. it's gonna be bad. He's gonna be calling out all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Y'all hated me so much. Watch him fucking get Biden now. See how you like this Just shit. Just lay the black book bare. Like tell us all the shit that presidents know that they don't want us to know. Just Area fifty one full of fucking aliens. That's what I heard. He's been like trying to say, and they're kind of keeping him quiet. Like aliens are real. And they told like, me to hey. shut the fuck up, but you know what? Fuck them. I'll right. tell y'all anyways. What are you gonna do? Make me not president? Oh wait, you already did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking JFK mob did it. Called it, y'all. Everybody knows. He just has the book, and he's just going through, just going through that it, talking bitch. about everything. Uh, Illuminati definitely fucking real. They control the my real. strings right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking wild, dude. It's gonna be hilarious. That's the only good thing about Trump is he's a fucking. That'll be the only day character. that Fox News and CNN will be better than pay per view. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna be doing, but I'm gonna log the fuck in on those days. Absolutely. Because I gotta hear what's gonna come out of this guy's fucking mouth. Not that we're political. We're not political. Not at all political, but we have. You have to admit, Trump is a character, and it's just interesting to see what he's going to do next. You know what's crazy is somebody asked me the other day, like, as far as like presidents go, do you say he's the worst president ever, or do you like, do you feel like, you know, like were they worse than him? Because I mean, he only got four years, like, and I don't feel like he fucked up that much. Like, I mean, I would say up until the Corona, like, I would say most people didn't think he had done a bad job. I don't know. I guess it's all your uh, a personal's opinion of if he did good or did, if he did bad. So I mean, he pretty much defeated terrorism. That was pretty cool. Like <laughs> he did what he did in two years. What like Bush took eight to try. Yeah. I really I don't, don't want to get political. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we're doing uh we're doing Bill and Ted three, man. Bill and Ted. What made you choose this one? Just because you want to watch it? I've never seen the third one, man, and I I seen the first. Did two. you grow up with the first two? Uh, yeah, kind of. I didn't see the first one until I was probably 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I was just hanging out. My dad was like, oh, you'll love this movie, man. They go back in time and see all these people from history. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I loved it. Uh, I loved the idea of just the, you know, the time travel aspect. All right. And it's like a young Keanu Reeves. Yeah, super young. At his cheesiest, at his greatest. Uh-huh. Uh, the second one I don't like as much. It's uh, funny because there are some people that like the second one more. I feel like the second one's kind of like an acid trip. And I actually want to go back and rewatch it because... It's, I, it's got some hilarious shit in it. My but. memory of it is just like someone poured acid into the director's brain and shot a movie. 
It's much different than the first, yeah. for sure. Yeah, they went off the rails. Well, I mean, you know, they kill them, and then they go into hell, and then they beat death, and it's just like a whole thing. And I just remember death being a fucking cartoon. Yeah, he's a German dude. And I don't remember a lot, because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I just remember there was this bunny chasing them, and it just creeped me the fuck out. Still haunts me to this day. It's different. Yeah. yeah it's real different. And then they have these, like... uh these little hairy no arm things from the future come and like help them out. And then they're getting stuff and then they all form into one big creepy looking thing. Right. I did forget it's, about that. It's just like I said, it's so weird, man. It just takes oh. a fucking drive off the you know bridge, man. And that's the stuff that I love. I love it when it takes it like it takes it too far and then it keeps just fucking going. The third one, it, uh, you know what I mean? It, it's been such a long time between the two. You know, at the end of the second one, it's like they defeat. You know, they they win. You know, they mm-hmm. become the wild stallions and all that. And this one, it does a little like they've kind of worked it out the way it's supposed to. So, like I said, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big enough fan of the franchise that I want to see how they wrap it up. Yeah, I yeah. bought it because, like, I was such a I loved these movies so much as a kid. So I bought the third one, and you're like, I want to watch it. So we're going to watch that. Two birds, one stone, you know? All right. We get to do a review on it, and I get to watch it. <laughs> right. All right, well, I guess on next time we'll be watching Bill and Ted's. Face the music. Face the music. Until then. Later.